Hi, Natalie. Hi, Tracy. Okay, so we have to start with Natalie's obsession over words. And our last podcast, Natalie is struggling. Really struggling. And needs to redeem herself. And I'm not sure I can do it well. (laughs) We then have Google say it. Yes. That's how you learned. (laughs) Tracy shared with us this new word when she was being all insightful and reading a book review off the back of a book and... I had never heard of this word. Coming up with great ideas, like let's start a book club podcast right. or a podcast book club. Which which yeah. way does it go? I'm not, I'm sure. not sure. Okay, Have I got to think club. about this. I'm not going to say one way or the other because I'm done trying. To <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to release any more um, corrections. We'll come back to it. Well, it's better than not a retraction. That, that's true. You didn't say anything that needs to be retracted. No, but I did say something that needs to be corrected. So this that's word. Human. That's just human. This word... Thank you um, for being imperfect. You're welcome. I'm so (laughs) glad I could do that for all of you. That's great. (laughs) Let me share my my flaws so you can all feel better about yourself. Um, So this word, when I looked it up, I inaccurately read the pronunciation. So I looked it up in the dictionary and I did not put the right emphasis on the right uh, syllable, syllable yeah. and I didn't use the right uh, pronunciation of specific, of a couple different vowels. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I was listening to our podcast, and I was thinking, this is so much fun. We're doing all this laughing. That was, we had fun with that one. It was. Yeah, there was a lot of laughter. And then something just didn't sit right with me, because <laughs> I thought, you know what? The English teacher in her is like, this is not Okay. Something is wrong. I can't believe I don't know that word. And I'm not even sure I pronounced it correctly. I should probably ask Google how to pronounce indefatigable. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That is how it was said in the podcast last week. Indefatigable. Because the last thing I wanted to do was encourage you all to use a wonderful new word that's been around since the 17th, 1700th, 17th century. Let's go with that. real oh my gosh maybe we should come back and record it a different time good great i'm obviously not in the greatest form a word from the 17th century that means the 1700s it's not really 1700s it's not the 17th century i know i'm just being obnoxious now okay because i pronounced it i'm just really embarrassed is what's happening oh it's okay um we're just modeling what we do when we're imperfect and need to just be human Okay, remind me of the definition first. Because this is a great word. Yes, we need this to word use is it. amazing. Uh, Although I think I'm always going to say it wrong just because it's fun now. <laughs> it's a person. When you're talking of a person or their efforts, they are persisting tirelessly. Yeah. So I like this word way better than tenacity. I do too. Tenacity has gotten a negative connotation. I've been called tenacious many times. And I loved tenacity. And I am tenacious. Yeah, I love tenacity in, um, instead of persistent. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Or bitchy. No, wait. <laughs> it's a different podcast. <laughs> God, she's such a bitch. No, she's not. She just gets shit done. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So here's how we say the word. Are you ready? I, I asked Google. Indefatigable. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. That sounds right. <laughs> yes. Indefat- indefatigable. <laughs> Indefatigable. What the hell was I even? 
I don't know. It's fine. That I don't know. Syllable. It got really hot in here really fast. <laughs> I'm just going to take some clothes off. Indefatigable. But it is a great word. I appreciate it as a synonym and a new word in my vocabulary for words that are often misconstrued specifically for women. But. Yes. So now that we've done a correction on the word... In addition to, so are you okay moving on? Yeah, we can move on. Okay, I wanted to give you that opportunity to clear your conscience. So I'm not distracted by it later. Oh, oh. listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so this word came off of the back of a book that I have not yet started. Let me be, let me be real. It's been sitting on my shelf. When I pulled it off my shelf because of our conversation last week, I was like, ooh, I'm going to read this. Here we are a week later. It is still sitting back on my shelf. I need to read it. So it's called Stolen Focus. And it talks about how technology has really created this world of distraction and how we've lost focus on the things that matter, um, the things that are important. And so distraction is our topic for today. We think. We might get distracted. I was going to say, every podcast is often layered with distractions um but they all they all come back together they do amazing how that happens because it's again it's the human experience it that well and that's just it it's just life life is just a thing i mean it's an important thing it's not just a thing but it's a series of experiences and we all have the same story just different details um speaking of distracted Mm mm-hmm what? It's a cute bag. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was a, I'm not going to lie, this was a Facebook ad. Um, and I'm like, ooh, I really like that backpack because it looks like it would hold a lot of shit. And so it does, does oh. hold a lot of shit. Yeah. But it's not like heavy and, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to tip over. I'm a fairly petite person. Um, and so, <laughs> so sometimes backpacks, when you load them up with everything, I feel like I'm going to literally fall backwards. So this is a Nordis backpack, um, and it comes with all kinds of cute colors. It has multiple pockets. Um, it has a laptop sleeve. So I love traveling with it. And then it's also my, like, I have stuff I need to take from point A to point B. It's mm-hmm. perfect for that as well. It's yeah. super cute. So speaking of distractions. Shit. <laughs> but I was thinking about last night, the kids and I watched a movie together and it was fascinating to me because I was sitting on the couch my daughter was laying on the couch and so her feet were by me and she kept pushing on my leg every time I picked up my phone and it took me a moment and I was again I was distracted by something else we watched The Incredibles and it was the 500th time I've seen that movie because it it is a movie 500 plus um, it is one of the Pixar movies that both of my kids... Is that Disney or Pixar? It's both. It was when they were together. Well, I mean, they I are think together. They still are. They're still together, but anyways. Okay. I don't know. It is so, a Pixar movie. It is a Pixar movie. But it's also a Disney movie. Right. Got it. Okay. See? You can be both at the same time. <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be in the world of Disney. Um, 
So we're watching The Incredibles, and there are certain moments in the movie in which I kind of lose interest because, again, I've seen it 500 times, and I'm like, do, 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 do. Okay. So out of habit, there was something else in my head, and so I picked up my phone. And the distraction this time was I need to look at Airbnbs and VRBOs for the next trip that we're planning in June. And I mean, really, no, that didn't need to happen in that moment in time. And so my daughter is like, tapping my leg with her feet that was her attempt to be like put your phone away put your phone away Mm -hmm. and once I finally realized what she was doing and I looked at her she gave me like the mom look of like uh hello yeah my brother and I don't have our phones in our hand you don't get to have your phone in your hand either it's like wow it was just an aha moment for me of how unconscious it is that I pick Mm -hmm. up my phone and how often I'm distracted by that with really no purpose. So as you're telling me this story, my phone is in my lap and it just buzzed. <laughs> and I want to pick it up and look at it. But I'm like maintaining <laughs> eye contact with you so that I can Leave will myself out of that instinct. I am a person who wants to help. And so I'm always agreeing to help with things. Sure. And it's not like I eagerly say oh let me step in let me help I wait and then if nobody else is helping and it's obvious that a task is not going to get completed or that we're not going to have the manpower or the bandwidth to make it happen I will step up but you wouldn't believe how many things people don't step up for and so therefore I have a lot of things that I take on and so I get distracted by my constant to-do list that's running through my head Mm -hmm. I need to work on that. I don't know. I don't like this conversation because I don't want to admit that I have way too many distractions in my life and I need to take some things out. Also, if my mom is listening to this podcast, you do not get to repeat this to me. (laughs) Or my husband. (laughs) So you bring up the never-ending to-do list. And I think that's just, yes, there will always be to-dos. There's always tasks. But I am really thinking about how much time it takes to get some of those things done. I mean, I let's talk about my computer for a moment, shall we? So I actually just restarted, so everything isn't open anymore, which mm-hmm. is probably, it was just like a declare bankruptcy moment. I had six windows, and in each of those six windows, there was an average of 10 tabs open <laughs> on those six browser windows. It's like my brain. That was in addition to my Spotify, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was on a whole separate window. So when I think about that and the fact that I have all these windows, all these tabs, right? You've seen the meme, <laughs> how yeah. many windows and tabs and I can't figure out where the music is coming from. I know where my music is because it's always, I have to slide it's on Spotify. to get, it's on Spotify and it's in a separate window. I don't have it in my browser. But anyways, then I thought about my phone. And the amount of browser tabs I have open on my phone. I know. And do you know what drives me nuts? Why can't there just be a way to say, delete them all? Because instead, I have... declare bankruptcy. I have 432 and nothing will function. And so I have to go through and slowly delete 432. But is that your emails or that's your browser tabs? That's my browser tabs. Oh, okay. I think you might beat me in that. I beat you in a lot of things because... <laughs> Thank you for making me feel better. No, I'm just kidding. I just... <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a competition. I mean, it makes it sound like my life is just kind of a shit show. 
My life is wonderful. You're, no, it is a bit of a shit show, it, though. No, <laughs> but I'm, I it's a very it's a very efficient shit show. <laughs> but let's here's here's how I see that differently, Natalie. Your life is not a shit show. You are just very honest with your life. And this has been my therapy talk with Tracy. <laughs> but I I mean I would say for the last twenty years it has been. Please perform perfect. Make everything look perfect on the outside. When, in fact, a lot of things are a shit show right now. Are you talking but, about me or no, you me. or life I'm in general? About me. I think and that's so, the truth, though, for everyone. Well, I mean, there's probably people who don't have. You if don't you do can't, that. if you, you can't, don't re- do that though. Like, I think that's why I'm so drawn to you and why you're one of my best friends because oh. you're real. Oh. And it's this whole thing of I'm really sick of playing this part. You have kid demands, you have work demands, you have relationship demands, mm-hmm. you have family demands, you have life demands, and all of those come, it's chaos, it's it distraction, it's, but it's where the fun is too. Right, like, okay. I would be so bored. And, and that that is exactly what I was going to say. Let's think back to when COVID first hit and we were declared a pandemic. Yeah. Okay. I liked the first month. And it was fun because we took on projects. We started a puzzle. We watched all of the Star Wars movies. We watched all of the Back to the Future movies. People painted their houses. I guess we painted our house too. What else did we do? We finally had time to reconnect as a family. Because everyone was in the same place at the same time. I know that. How often does that happen? Right. And I know that this was not true for a lot of people. A lot of people were very lonely. It was not a very happy time for a lot of people. Mm For me and my family, we were fortunate enough to have, I, I, I had a, a spouse there to keep me company. My kids had multiple siblings to keep themselves entertained. We had a brand new baby, which added to the fun of it. We had resources like cable television mm-hmm. and Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. And I was able to, I was in a, a place where I was able to get to the grocery store and I was able to get toilet paper and I was, you know, so I wasn't stressed in those ways, never. I mean, it was still stressful. I had to go at certain hours, and I had to get special permission to buy enough food to feed six people. That was stressful. It could have been worse. However, as much as I enjoyed that time, I got to the end of, I think, week four, maybe week five, and I called my mom crying because I was so stir-crazy mm-hmm. that I felt like I was going insane. Mm-hmm. Because I I wanted to go out. I wanted to interact with people. I wanted to have failures. I wanted to be able to laugh about my failures. I wanted to be able to just experience life outside of my four walls. Mm-hmm. Well, and there weren't... Okay, so when I think about that, there weren't things, outside things, distracting us. No, there weren't. You were f- almost forced to be in the present. Well, okay, but there was... There was the worry and the concern of what this virus was. Sure. Okay. And then the political divide. Well, there was, I was going to say, there was a lot. And then there not knowing sure. where everybody's um, opinions fell and who was going to be comfortable with what and what conversations you could share. And when you're a person who has gotten into a habit of sharing vulnerabilities, that was hard because... I didn't feel like I could be completely transparent because I might offend somebody or I might trigger somebody and then I might have a hard time receiving hmm. their anger or their frustration or their anxiety or whatever it was, you mm-hmm. know? So that 
that was there to distract us. I mean, you know. Sure, sure. But I don't know. This this conversation got really dark really fast. <laughs> well, maybe that was the turning point, though. I think we were distracted pre-COVID. Oh, we totally I think were. we've been a distracted society. Um, we're glorified for having to-do lists. Not glorified, like... We're glorified for... We're celebrated. For, we're celebrated for, getting for them, having a never-ending to-do list. And for getting things done. It's a glorified status to be like, I've accomplished blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that makes me feel so good about myself and unfortunately often makes other people feel like they're not hustling oh. enough. Which, sure, I <clears throat> have been a very driven, successful person in society's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of those things were distractions from things I either wanted to avoid or from the day-to-day routines that really are kind of boring for me. <laughs> well, okay, so here's a thought, and this might not pertain to you, but sometimes I will find that I get into something because... I believe the story that I should get into it. Mm-hmm. I believe whatever story that, I'm, I mean, it can come from anywhere. Oh, this is this is the new fad or this is the biggest issue and so I'm supposed to get into it. Right. And I will allow myself to believe that and get involved and busy myself with that um, because instead of stopping to think about where do I stand? What do I want to commit to? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I allow myself to get caught up with this over here because, not because of, but I allow myself to do that instead of dealing with my own stuff. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes my own stuff is taken care of and I think that I have the bandwidth to take care of the stuff over here. And maybe I do. And I think the the distractions that I need to be leery of are more... Where am I? Am I being present? What am I taking my? What's taking my energy away from the things that I'm engaged in or should be engaged in? So, like so, time with family. Yeah. My favorite thing to do as a family is a puzzle, because you can't solve a puzzle if you're not looking at the pieces, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you you don't have time to scroll through your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, we love puzzles too. Yeah, it's distraction free. All of my kids love it, and I don't know if anyone can articulate that. But I know I can. Everyone has to put their stuff down. We mm-hmm. can't have the. We can maybe have the TV on in the background, but then we don't get the puzzle done. Because mm-hmm. you're distracted. Yeah. Right? So you're talking about the relationships and that quality time with your kids, with your family. And last week you said something that's been sitting with me and how many relationships struggle because of the amount of distractions that we're faced with. And so it's something I noticed very early on in mine and Brad's relationship is our phones wouldn't be out. We would be on the couch together, going for a walk together, cooking dinner together, just enjoying each other's company. And it wasn't about scrolling social media or answering any text messages that came through. Like it was just we were together and we didn't have our phones around which led to a lot more 
quality conversations than if, and I've, I've said this, like he and I have gone out to dinner and one of my habits, and again, this is just a place of curiosity. This is not judgment. I just want to be clear. But one of the things I do when I'm in a um, restaurant is I scan the restaurant and I'm always curious about who's on their phones and who's engaged with the people that they're having dinner with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes both can be true. Like I can be on my phone, but I'm engaged in a conversation. And so again, I'm looking up a word and how to say it. Indefatigable. Yes. <laughs> While sitting across the table from someone. But the thing that I always get super curious about is when there's two people at a table, both on their phones, and from the outside looking in, it looks like they are completely disengaged from each other. And so for me, I'm like, well, I can do that at home, right? Like, <laughs> I can go sit in a different room if I don't want to be um, engaged, engaged in a conversation. Right. Well, and so I don't know if that's like, so what I'm curious about is, is that just a pattern, like a behavioral pattern and a addiction almost that we've just created and it's acceptable? Well, before phones, I mean, not even, not even, even after we had phones, but before we had the internet on our phones, because we, I don't want to age us, but <laughs> we attended meetings without having the internet on our phones. Yes. Um, and during a meeting, did you doodle? Sure. Or take notes? Yeah. I have to take notes or I have to doodle. Right. Because I might not ever look at that sheet of paper again. Yeah. But I need something to busy me. I'm sure there's therapists out there diagnosing us as we talk right now. Mm-hmm. But um, that distraction isn't because I'm not paying attention. It's a way for me to keep my attention. But can you do that with technology? I don't know. I can't. But okay, I don't... So I think there's a technology conversation and I think we can say oh yeah, for sure, we are distracted by our phones all the time. Mm-hmm. We are dis- It limits our conversations, it limits what we observe with our children. I think about all the precious moments I've lost scrolling, mm-hmm. and, and I know that I'm not alone in that. But let's talk about other distractions. And I'm thinking, um, what about social distractions? And do we allow distractions from society to, or do we allow society to distract us from putting time and energy into healthy relationships, right? So is that the expectations from society? Well, I just think I, I used to really get excited about Girls' Night Out, mm-hmm. right? I'm, my husband and I got married young. I'm, it was the right time for us, right? Mm-hmm. But we were just entering adulthood. And at that same time, my friends were interested in girls' nights out. And I thought that was so exciting. And so I made that a priority. Um, but what I didn't realize when I committed to these girls' night outs, girls' nights out, was that I um, was actually taking away time from my relationship with my husband. Because I was our, our hours were goofy, and what I should have said is, Hey, I think it's great that you invited me. This is a night that my husband and I happen to be home together. Can we do this on a different night? Or can you, you know, catch me next time? And so 
I was so distracted by this idea of this is what adults do. They have girls' nights out. And I was excited about it, okay? And then I invited a woman to join us. She was a new friend. And she said to me, oh, man, that sounds like so much fun. I have to check with my husband first, though, because I know he's going to be home tonight. And we had talked about being excited to see each other. And so then she called me back and she said, as much as I would enjoy time out with the girls, please keep me in mind for the next time I have to pass tonight because if he was excited to spend time with me and I know that if he bailed on me, mm-hmm. I would have been disappointed and I want to respect him and our relationship enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, here's the deal. I'm not saying girls' nights out aren't a good thing. We, I have book club every we month. We book club. Yeah. yeah, and I get together with Tracy and I go for walks with friends and... Um, I definitely socialize, but I did not realize that I was being distracted by society's story of this is what grown women do. They go out for these girls' nights out, and I was distracted by that, and as a result, I was missing out on time with my husband, who I just also need to say, he would never tell me, no, I can't go out with my girlfriends, just so nobody misunderstands that. (laughs) Well, but that comes to a place of balance, right? And so... I have, and I know we've talked about it with your parents too. I have a friend who she talked about every Wednesday night was date night. And when her kids were young, they got a sitter every Wednesday night. As her kids got older, the kids knew mom and dad are going out. It's Wednesday night. Now, sometimes the going out was the two of them going to Target together to Mm -hmm. do the Target run. But again, it was that togetherness. And because it was a conscious commitment... There weren't those distractions pulling them from that commitment. And so then, then knowing that every Wednesday is date night, now you have the opportunity to schedule, and and it doesn't have to be scheduled, but like have authentic opportunities to engage as an entire family or go out with the girls or have some alone time, whatever that might be. But I think... What I'm hearing you talk about is the importance of protecting the time for relationships in order for those relationships to grow and those relationships to maintain health and wellness as you grow together. Well, I think about the um, another example of these societal distractions. Um, well, first of all, social media, right? That's oh, an sure. obvious one. That one doesn't even yeah. be, need to be stated. But along with social media, whenever there's a new puzzle or a new app, the hype behind it. So I can't even remember oh, yeah, what the one... I was going to say the Wordle. That's the hot one. Um, and so then maybe I'm sitting on the couch watching Incredibles with my kids mm-hmm. and I've just got to get the Wordle in quick and I haven't been able to get it and I'm struggling and I'm working on it. Or um, Words with Friends. That was another one. Or do people play Candy Crush anymore? I think so. But that was a thing. Yeah. If you play Candy Crush, that's totally fine. Oh, gosh. Hours of my life. Yeah. Yes. Um, TikTok. For sure. Just the societal expectation that we're going to engage in these practices. Um, some of them are online, like the ones I've just listed. Some of them are social. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of what other... Going out for a drink. Right? Um, these are things that... When you are mindful of how you use them, they're not bad. 
Well, and that's the question that keeps coming up in my head as you're talking through these is, is this a distraction or is this something I'm consciously choosing to do to add value and not take away from something else? Like, is it a distraction from something or is it adding value? Well, and in this conversation, we're, we're talking about distraction and I just keep thinking that all these things I've listed are actually addictions. So yeah, are distractions addictions or are addict? I mean, we can say addictions are distractions. That would be true. Well, that's partially the numbing piece, right? Like last night I opened a bottle of wine. I had a glass of wine and then I recorked it. And so it was a conscious choice to open a bottle of wine from Napa, enjoy a glass of wine with dinner and put it away rather than I'm going to drink a bottle of wine by myself every night, multiple days throughout the day like whatever right mm-hmm. like that's now when it gets to a point of addiction but there's a gray in between there because having a glass of wine with dinner even every night having a glass of wine with dinner many would perceive that to not be a problem at all right it's just a conscious choice we enjoy having a nice what glass of wine to pair with the food that we have that's great And then there's the, I'm going to have a glass of wine because I'm feeling a certain way and I don't want to deal with how I'm feeling. So I'm just going to have a glass of wine to numb how I feel, to make me forget about work, uh, argument, fill in the blank, right? And so that's where you're living in the gray in this space of numbing. So maybe it's not an addiction, but it's definitely a distraction. So the numbing and distraction piece... (laughs) But then there's a fine line. Is a fine line until it becomes... Yes. Well, but I think even... An addiction. Shopping. Or just various activities where we participate in them because we believe that, oh, it's the new style, it's the new trend, I want this. It's okay to get things, right? It's okay to want to update your wardrobe. I'm not saying everyone has to wear the same sweatpants from Walmart from (laughs) 10 years ago, okay? (laughs) But then there's that versus buying something new every month because you want to keep up with what everybody else has. And Oh, I used to do that. At what point... Oh, well, I then, to, then I don't want to finish my thoughts. I don't want to offend you. But I was going to say, no. at what point do we have to stop and say, why am I participating in this behavior? Yeah. Because maybe you're, you're not... Maybe you're feeling less than or you've got some insecurities that you are failing to address is very much a coping mechanism it was here's where i'm at at a point in my life that i never anticipated i would be Hmm. if i make sure that i have all the cute clothes in my closet that'll make me feel better about life okay i'm just gonna be really honest i don't like this conversation i don't like talking about distractions because i um I don't mind calling myself out, but I I feel really sad when I see people distracted. And I don't want to make other people feel like I'm calling them out. I don't want to make them uncomfortable. But that's me. Yeah. And so we're going to make you sit in your discomfort. Okay. Because I actually you. think, I think it's more prevalent than what we talk about. Well, and, and I, I also... I don't think we give ourselves permission to say, Natalie, can you put your phone away? That's actually, like, I'd really like to be with you right now can your phone wait for a half an hour yes and I do want to say 
Um, Which now that's boundaries. There we go. (laughs) Which, by the way, Tracy gave me a great book on boundaries, and it's in my car, and it's been there since March. Um, Because I have plenty of other distractions. But... um, so the distraction conversation is not meant to be shaming to anyone. No, it, it's it, it should not be. It should not be. Exactly. It's really an awareness conversation. And again, I just hold up the mirror to myself. What other people choose is what they choose. And I think it's very brave to, to hold a mirror up to yourself. And I think... they control me. <laughs> right. But I think it's very brave. And I encourage everybody to do that. It's hard. It's really hard. And I'm sure that there's probably stuff I'm not looking at there's probably things in the mirror i need to see that i'm distracting myself from it's always easier to look out the mirror and to notice behaviors in other people and i mean even when i talk about the restaurant and how i look and i see how many people are on their phones as they are paying money to buy dinner but what happens in those moments it's not passing judgment on those people it's really a moment of okay, this is my reminder, put my phone away. And yes. be present yes. one in of, this moment. One and of, so I think, so shifting away from distraction, it's really about being present. Mm-hmm. So if you need to take a positive perspective to it, or, uh, so you don't feel like you're shaming others or calling people out, I, how are we present in our day-to-day lives? And it's the only moments we get are the moments that we're in right now. I had an event at my house this weekend. It was a celebration from my daughter and uh, and a cousin. And I just had this forever long to-do list. And I could not articulate any tasks that I needed help with because I was so distracted by all the things I needed to get done. Hmm. So how do you deal with that? Do you just do it all? I just do it all. Instead of sitting down and like making a to do list. list. So I did actually make delegate. a list and I sent it to my mom and I said, celebration shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got through the end and I said, I don't know, I'm probably missing something. But it's, it's that story of, um, you know, you've, you we're familiar with the books. So if you give a mouse a cookie mm-hmm. and there's all these distractions. Mm-hmm. And then there have been millions of versions of that. Mm-hmm. framed in mm-hmm. the world of a mother. If you give a mom a cup of coffee, she'll remember <laughs> it's cold and stick it in the microwave and then say that she left her mic- her coffee from yesterday in the microwave. <laughs> I just did that with my breakfast last night. And week. it just goes on and on, and then next thing you know, she's scrubbing a toilet. <laughs> my daughter's opened the microwave and was like, what is this? I know. I know. Oh well, God, that's from this morning. But those are the, the those are the ways I, in which I'm distracted, and I um, like so we were cleaning for the celebration this weekend, and I found a Dunkin' Donuts coffee mug, not like an actual mug. It was a coffee cup from like three days before, because I didn't want to dirty another dish. So I just I bought coffee at Dunkin', drank it, came home, made a pot of coffee, and kept pouring it into my coffee cup. Yeah. And then I had forgotten about it and left it on the counter <laughs> and then re- remembered it when I found it, mm-hmm. you know, three days later. So I'm cleaning. <laughs> it might have been more than three days later, but I'm not going to yeah, tell you. Oh, I'm not going to delve into that because I don't want anyone to think I'm so, any more absent-minded than I already am. 
But it's not even that I'm absent-minded. It's just that I've got all this chaos, which is okay. We've talked about chaos is okay. I know it. I own it. Um, so then, then it's coming up with a strategy. So even as I hear you talking about the celebration from yesterday, we have a celebration in a couple of weeks with graduation. And so hosting a graduation party and this last week I was just spinning. I mean, it was total, if you give a mouse a cookie scenario, it just kept circling back to, if you give a mouse a cookie, you're going to want a glass of milk to go with it. And I did 500 things in between that and I still didn't make any progress. And so it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, make a list. And so I made the list of the menu. What um, what's going to be served. I made a diagram of the layout to be <laughs> able to figure out how many tables do I need? Oh, how like, many okay. do we I need? thought you were making a diagram of, I've got this vision of a board with pictures of people's faces and like red no, string no. and post-it notes. No, the design of like, how will people flow to make sure they can see the pictures, get the food, get outside, have access to the yard games, have a place to sit, have a beverage, right? Like, I mean, you're hosting an event for... Why don't you just <laughs> give me your to-do list and I'll do it for you? See? But that's what you do. This is why your to-do list is so effing long. But Tracy, <laughs> do I get things done? <laughs> I mean, yes. But yes, all I do. Get done. I'm not worried about that at all. Okay, so here's the thing. Talk about distractions. I don't help others as a way to distract myself from helping myself, but my house, I have, I've lived in this house for a couple of years now. I had boxes that had not, I still have boxes that had not been unpacked, but we had boxes sitting out that have been sitting for the last two years because I haven't had time to unbox them because I've been distracted by all the other things. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but the celebration was great because I got it all unpacked. It's great. We're good. Well, Everybody got their course. stuff done. Mm-hmm. I got my stuff done. And it always works out, right? And I, I know myself. I work really well under pressure. I work really well when I have to execute yes. and it's time bound. The problem is, is there certain things in which I am dependent on other people and I don't want to inconvenience them, right? Like where we're getting tables and chairs from and I'm not going to be like, oh, hi, I need them on this day. Let me stop by your house so I can get them in the morning and set them up in the afternoon. Like that, that is not going to work. But... I have also, like, once it's all mapped out, then all of the action steps can happen and I'm no longer distracted by all the things, all the what ifs or all the, like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. And it's like, nope, this is how it's going to be. And now go. Now, here's a question. I like this conversation better. Oh, good. (laughs) This is a really great reminder to everybody out there who is distracted by the agendas of the rest of the world so much so that they have not been able to take care of themselves okay so when you are helping others help them but don't get so distracted by helping them that you forget to take time for yourself so maybe if we're going to talk about setting boundaries and reserving time for a a book club or a date night or whatever. Maybe you give yourself, I know that Tuesday night is going to be bubble bath night or yoga night or something that is just for you. Mm -hmm. I struggle with that though too because my life is so chaotic and unpredictable that undoubtedly I would schedule something 
and some Tuesday night is going to be monopolized by some by something else like a kid needs to get a ride somewhere or somebody got sick or anyways it's just so a good reminder there, we do need there, to take care of ourselves don't be don't be so distracted is there a moment in which there needs to be a plan B or a plan C so that you can maintain that? That requires too much planning. No, it actually requires you to let go of control and let somebody else help. Oh. Is that what it is? <laughs> Love you! Well, do you know what's interesting? One of the things I struggled with this weekend is not letting go of control. I did say, yes, come help. Do what you want. And I did multiple times say, I don't care. But because... <laughs> Because I have been so, first this, then that, then that, the people I made those comments to were like, well, we don't know what you want us to do. <laughs> I don't care. Just do something. Just get it done. Well, we're, but <laughs> there's yeah. no direction. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, again, for the graduation party, having people who can be there to make sure that the food is stocked and make sure that, you know, picking up garbage if it's left behind or whatever, like... Um, and having gratitude for friends and family who are able to have that role, right? But again, it's it's a role. It's, hey, would love for you to come and hang out at the house for the day if that works for you. Here's what I need help with. So I still have to articulate what it is that I need. And that's so I'm not distracted by, we need more cheese or we need more cake or we need more whatever. Like I can be present with the people right. who come to celebrate my son. Yes. Yeah. This is... There's a push-pull in this conversation. There is, but I just... I'm, like, sitting here, and I'm just totally in awe of Tracy for being so cool with with this hard topic. I just think you're so cool. (laughs) Be like Tracy. Oh, jeez. Be like Tracy. Thank you. You're welcome. I think I've just gotten to a point... In which I joked, I don't know if I've joked on a podcast about this, but I have joked um, that I have a PhD in life. Yes, we so, say that all the time. Yeah, so I also hold multiple like educational degrees, and I'm like, yeah, nope, I turned 40, and if I look back, and I have all kinds of things that I have learned lessons the hard way many times. And I'm not, I'm not nearly clo- as close to 40 as Tracy is, which is maybe why I don't have my PhD in life yet. <laughs> that's why I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. Oh, that's it. Okay, that's exactly well, what it is. I'm so glad that we clarified I'm just so that. young and naive. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, there's, um, there's always going to be distractions. There's always going to be more than we can ever accomplish. And at the end of the day, if we're going to prioritize things that really fill our cup, the relationships with our partner, the relationships with our family, the relationship with our kids, the relationship with our friends. Those relationships require us to be mindful of how many distractions exist. Okay. So have you seen the presentation with a jar of rice? Have you seen this before? I don't know. I know you're asked, if you hold on to sand too tight, it'll run out of your hand. But I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's a, oh, that's another conversation. Yeah. That's a great one, actually. I'll add it to the list. Yeah, well, that is one that I'd be all about having. Friends, um, we got like a year's worth of content already oh, on our good. to-do list. Good. We just need to make sure we have the time to do it. We'll find the time. This is, this is a priority to me. Mm-hmm. We've made the time. 
Okay, so anyways, a person is asked, um, show me your life in this jar. And they say, oh yeah. So I spend all day running and they dump some, some rice into the jar. And then I've, you know, after transporting people to and from, then I also have laundry and they add some more rice and then they dishes and then grocery shopping and then helping with this activity, helping with that activity. And they add in all this rice. Um, so that's how I spend my day today. Okay, so now tell me about the things that are important to you. I can't remember how I started this. I probably started it wrong. So the guy says, tell me about what's... It's in a glass or a bowl. It's in a jar. It's like yeah, in a mason it, jar. Like a mason jar. Yeah. Okay. So the original question is, tell me about your life and use this glass, this jar to tell me about that. So they start by saying, here's what a day looks like. Mm -hmm. The rice represents all of the chaos, noise, all whatever. And maybe you don't even realize as you're pouring the rice in that these are chaos or noise. These are, these are just things you do day to day. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal. It's not a distraction. It's not a anything. It, it's not negative. We don't need to be There's embarrassed no or ashamed. Or, yeah. yeah. But then the next question is, okay, so what's important to you? And hmm. make sure to add that into your jar, your life jar. Yeah, okay. So you've got a rock that represents your children. Mm -hmm. So you put four in there. And a rock that represents your spouse or your significant other or your friend. or, And you've got a rock that represents maybe if you have a religious affiliation. Um, it, and you start to add these rocks in. But the truth is you can't fit these rocks into the jar anymore. They don't fit because your rock is so full of... The glass is full of rice. Or yeah, not the rock. The glass is so full of rice in the day-to-day -day stuff. Okay, so what you need to do is take the rocks out, take the rice out. Put the rocks in first. Let's ask the question. Tell, use this jar to tell me about your life. Okay, well, first I'm going to put the important things in. So you put the rocks in. And then I'm going to add in all my day-to-day. -day. And you know what's amazing? that exact same amount of distraction still fits into it's your jar. That exact same amount of mm -hmm. chaos fits into your jar because you've made these other things a priority. Mm -hmm. You've set time aside. You've, you've respected those relationships. You've set boundaries around them. But you, you, you've, you've you made... You start with the things that are yes. important rather than the task. So I think what I hear in that kind of analogy or in that visual representation is continuing to prioritize the things that are most important and then allowing the day-to-day -day tasks to come knowing that there's going to be more tasks to do tomorrow knowing that something might be able to wait a day or two like being mindful of what needs to be timely or is time bound so for me it's really a day-to-day -day reality and how one day to the next and what's interesting, something that I've learned about myself. So two things I want to say. One, something I've learned about myself is when my calendar is full and when there are a lot of tasks that need to happen or um, there's a lot of things happening on the calendar, that's when I thrive. When I have too much downtime, I can often, the time can just kind of whittle away and I'm like, oh, I didn't really get anything accomplished that was on the to-do list, which now those distractions or I had too much free time and it was like distraction after distraction which wasn't really adding any value it was just kind of a existing okay so my argument would be we have distractions every day and whether we have less or more on our plate we are still going to have distractions 
but they will look like different things. Mm-hmm. They're not. It's not always going to look the same. So we're always going to be distracted by something. I mean, it doesn't matter. We go back to the beginning of this conversation. We talked about just life and the, the human experience. And at the end of every day, I go to bed and I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> but I'm exhausted because I had a day. I lived. I breathed. I moved. My brain worked. And maybe it was very task-oriented that day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I didn't have a lot of tasks and I allowed myself permission to scroll Facebook or to go for a walk and lose track of time. I do need. I know for myself, I personally do a better job of staying on task if I have a lot on my plate. Yeah. And that's just how I'm wired. But... I do recognize that whether my plate, my calendar is full or empty, there are different types of distractions that mm-hmm. I will encounter. For sure. It's a thing. So I, I'm going back to I'm going back to the mason jar and the rice and the rocks because it's interesting because what I heard the prompt being is tell me about your life or tell me about your day, right? Like tell me just very open-ended. And it made me think about, well, tell me, tell me about you or tell me about who you are. I hate that question. But how quickly, and I've found this in the last few months when people are like, oh, what do you do or what are you doing now? And it's fascinating to me that it's like, that is, that is to the outside looking in, that's what's filling the mason jar. Okay, so let's talk about what going back to the societal distractions okay so the outside looking in things filling the mason jar so there is that people's perspective perception of you i love it when people ask me what i do and i tell them i'm a professional chauffeur (laughs) you are because i am yes i'm a taxi service Mm -hmm. okay and then my favorite is when they don't pick up on the sarcasm and they start asking questions about my business. <laughs> yes. I only have four clients. I only have four clients, and I uh, birthed all four of them. Yes. Okay, but <laughs> what distracts society from getting to know people, right? Think about all the societal distractions that actually limit people's ability to perceive who they're communicating with. So, for example... Going back to the our very first conversations about blazers and heels, the power suit, people perceive you as um, tenacious, persistent, bitchy, whatever. I'm not saying people think you're bitchy. Those oh, were, I've been called I've been called a bitch many. We've times. had this conversation before, but those are conversations that people mm-hmm. have in their mind. They're passing this judgment, but they're allowing the they're allowing the power suit to be the distraction mm-hmm. from. The real situation, which is, here is a human being who is in front of me that I can get to know who might be a valuable resource, maybe a good friend, whatever the context is in your meeting, okay? Or they they see me walking around in sweatpants, a mom bun, and a ratty old t-shirt, and there's this perception of who I am, what I can provide, which is minimal. Which really then, at the end of the day, we're both... I can't say it. I was going to say indefatigable. 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 
right? We're both indefatigable. Just shows up differently. Which, by the way, you don't have a ratty old t-shirt on. You have a great Minnesota Twins t-shirt on. And I'm so happy it's baseball season. Talk about distractions. Right. My point is, (laughs) people get distracted from reality Hmm. because they get caught up in what society has told them. Yeah. 100%. So you get caught... you, You... you miss out on so many opportunities, so many... <laughs> well, you've said this before in a podcast. You're just a mom who stays home, and you're, or you're just a stay-at-home mom. I'm just a yoga teacher. Now, you're I... just fill in the blank. I know full well what my worth is. Oh, yeah, me too. I know that when I'm working with my family, I know what my worth is. When I'm with my friends, I know what my worth is. When I go to bed at night, I know what my worth is. A lot of people don't. But other people don't. And that's where I get hung up on the, well, I don't know if I can tell you what I do because I don't know that I'm going to meet your standards. And even though I don't really care at the end of the day when I walk away, in that moment, I, I do throw the just in there. I don't know. I've been conditioned to do it. I know. Yes. I just, I just I, do. I agree. What I think is so funny is that when people get to know you Mm -hmm. in your, you know, they meet you in your power suit, they have these opinions, they get to know you and, and you are an amazing resource. You're fantastic. When people get to know me, I'm a a good friend. I'm an amazing resource. I'm a hard worker. I mean, like there's so much more to me, but it goes back to the conditioning, but yes. And the, the appearance was the distraction that prevented people from seeing the truth. And the conditioning of others, right? So that's the condi- conditioning of ourselves to be a certain way, act a certain way. And the conditionings of others to judge by appearance rather than get curious and stay engaged and not to get distracted in order to really meet a person as their authentic self. Right. Yep. It all comes full, cir- comes full circle. You know, judgment, chaos, curiosity, distractions all the things of the it's human experience all the things. it's interesting um because <laughs> i'm thinking back to last week i was wearing a blazer and you thought i was going somewhere i was so confused <laughs> i mean what i hadn't said in that podcast though was that we had been getting together in sweatpants yoga pants sweatshirts yeah, yeah. first thing mom in the buns. morning roll out of bed record like, like, do you need me to bring coffee fun. do you have coffee yeah. who yeah. has coffee yeah and that was an afternoon recording. So, yes, we show up differently in the afternoon versus the morning. Um, or I do, I guess. I should speak for myself. Because I'm still in sweatpants. I know. I love it. But I was thinking a lot about why why have I created this public persona of blazers and heels? And the more I sit with that the more I'm connected to, in order to be respected as a female leader, I needed to look like a guy. (sighs) And so when you show up in a blazer, in a executive role, which is what I just left, you better better be able to hang with the boys. It's really interesting. When I applied for my first big job, I think it was 21, maybe 22, and I... I was married, I was living in my own space, I had my own wardrobe, but I had nothing to wear to the interview. And I went back to my parents' house and through my closet, and I was like, I've got to have something in in my pile of stuff that's been left behind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I tried on all these outfits for my mom. And I have never been one to dress 
uh, to, to dress for the expectation. I dress for myself. And I had all these super cute, fun looks, but it was none of them were what I believed to be interview appropriate. Sure. <laughs> and I remember finding a pencil skirt and a sweater and trying to, like, just crossing my fingers that I looked as smart as I possibly could. You mm-hmm. know, not intelligent, but instead as, like, business savvy as I could, right? Yeah, because that is a thing. Like, how are you going to make an impression? But is it because you have to look like a man or is it because you... That is a that is a very deep question. I wish you could see Tracy's facial expressions right now because she's saying a lot. I am. And so maybe this needs to be the next podcast. The gender roles that we grew up with. Yeah. Because I do actually find, again, future podcasts, but I just think generationally... It's really fun for me to think about the generational changes. Um, And maybe it's how we've chosen to navigate society's distractions, society's expectations differently. So maybe this is a to be continued, Natalie. Well, it's always to be continued. To be continued. To be continued. To be continued.